0: You are listening to Intergenerational Politics with Jill Weinbanks and Victor Shi, where we host weekly political discussions that are engaging and relevant to all generations, with experts on various issues facing our country today. <laughs> This is Victor Shi. I'll be an incoming freshman at UCLA next year. And I'm also the youngest Joe Biden delegate here in Illinois. Jill, um, do you wanna give us a brief introduction about who you are? And then we'll kind of get into what we have planned for tonight.
1: Sure, I'm also a Biden delegate, clearly not the youngest. Uh, I'm also the author of The Watergate Girl, a former Watergate prosecutor, a former general counsel of the army, deputy attorney general of Illinois, a corporate executive for Motorola and Maytag, Um, many other things, uh, including career and technical education at the Chicago Public Schools, something that we know Joe Biden cares a lot about. So I'm excited about that and so many things. Let's get right to talking about the last two nights. We had commentary for the first and second night of the convention, but we didn't do it last night because I was in tears. (laughs) I was so moved by what had happened last night. And I thought there's no way they could even come close tonight, but they did every single moment. I'm going to ask you what your favorite moment or moments were, because I honestly would, I can't pick 10. There wasn't, there wasn't an offbeat moment, not once. And they fixed my one complaint from last night, which was, I did not like the, production value of um, Kamala's speech. I loved her speech. Mm -hmm. I loved her delivery. But I did not like the empty auditorium. (laughs) I did not like that huge empty space. And they fixed it. Mm -hmm. They kept a Mm -hmm. tighter shot on uh, Vice President Biden, and it worked perfectly. So what what were your favorite moments?
0: well i mean before we get into it um i know there's some significance behind your shirt um after hearing so um let's let's so i'm wearing uh two pins and then i'm my both of our biden harris shirts came um this is my biden harris shirt you see uh just their faces here um jill do you want to uh give us an uh sure. your shirt
1: well i actually bought i think three or four Uh, Biden-Harris shirts, and they all have come. Um, I wore one this afternoon for our interview with um, Rick Wilson, which was fabulous. Everyone should definitely go back and listen to that. He is marvelous. Mm -hmm. Rick Wilson from the uh, Lincoln Project. But I had to change because uh, Drew Louis-Dreyfus said, nasty women vote and that's it, and it says Biden Harris below that. Mm -hmm. So I went upstairs and changed, and I don't know, there's no way that we can get close enough, but I am wearing a Mount Nasty pin, which I believe there's a new version of, and I'm gonna have to get it for my Jill's pin collection, to which Kamala Harris's picture has been added. I know Donald Trump would like to have his face carved on Mount Rushmore, Mm. that will never happen, but, This is some of the women who have broken through the glass ceiling. And um, I also will be wearing a glass ceiling being shattered pin soon. Um, But tonight seemed like the nasty women Mm -hmm. night. So that's why I'm wearing this.
0: For sure. Well, okay. So normally for our audience, we usually record this beforehand and then we post it. Now it's all live because we want to give you um, the chance to see us kind of do this podcast. But so we Jill and I are both delegates here in Illinois and um, you know we didn't do the convention we didn't do convention coverage last night because um, it was such an emotional night I think it was just so clear um, you know last night a big moment for me was just seeing like all of I think it was just historical to see everything that women have accomplished. Um, it, it, you know, they did this montage of Nancy Pelosi, of um, all of these trailblazers, Ruth, Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was in it, you know, all of these trailblazing women were in that montage and was just like, like, wow, this is American. This is how far we've come. Yeah. And then this is how far we have to go in order to finally achieve, like you said, that glass, uh, break that glass ceiling. Um, but tonight, I just thought I agree with you so much, Jill, like just when you thought it couldn't get better, it got better. And it was like tonight. It, you know, we ended with Joe Biden's speech, but I just think every single production value that went into this convention was so extraordinary. We saw just these clips from ordinary people. And I thought those were some of the most powerful moments. We saw the um, young boy with a stutter, um, you know, who met Joe Biden on the yes. campaign trail. He he had a stutter too, you know, Joe Biden grew up with a stutter. He always speaks about how um, having a stutter was paramount to him overcoming some of the challenges as a young child and as an adult, but you know, just the the courageous clip that we saw of that young boy speak out, who had that stutter, was just so indicative of who Joe Biden is. You know, he will always be there um, as a person to go to for comfort. He has this empathy that is really just incomparable. And you know, we saw that with just these ordinary clips, and then we saw that with his speech. Um, and then we can kind of analyze his speech later. But you know, I just thought everything that we want in a president right now. You know, he kind of referenced light um, throughout his speech and how we just want to see the light in this darkness and yes. you know he is the person that we all need during this difficult time um but jill how about you like what were what were your overall thoughts about these last few days
1: I, my, well my overall thought was that it was brilliant and it wasn't just production values yeah. at, first of all i've been at other camp uh, conventions it takes months it takes years really to plan a convention the mm-hmm. convention that was planned was one where I would have been with you in Wisconsin. We would have been live on the floor. We would have been talking to other delegates. It would have been very exciting, Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't have had the impact. And other people, people watching who weren't on the floor would never have had the experience they've had watching this. The content came through loud and clear. Uh, And tonight I think uh, Joe Biden made very clear that Social Security and Medicare are going to be taken away if Donald Trump is reelected. So many other things. If we can think of all the things that he has done up till now when he knew he had to run for reelection, imagine what he would do if he isn't going to ever have to run for reelection. He doesn't have to be held accountable anymore. It would be a disaster. I think that point was made loud and clear for actually for all four nights of the convention. What I think was made clear tonight is why Joe Biden is the right one to replace him. Why Joe Biden is the one to lead us forward into the light. Uh, That was one of the phrases I liked a lot. I like, Mm -hmm. by the way, the themes of we the people and build back better. I think those are great campaign themes. Um, I also liked the comment um, about if you want to make America great again, that says vote for Biden. And it's so true, that's what we need because the, America has not been made great again. It's been diminished, particularly in the eyes of all the world, world leaders and just citizens. I get tweets all the time from people, a, a lot in Canada, but some in Europe saying, what's happened to America? And we aren't the leaders that we were, except in COVID deaths, not one that we would like to be the leader in. Yeah. So I thought it really was just a wonderful, wonderful production. You're right. The young man who stood up and said, it's not just that he stood up and gave his speech, including stuttering, but that you saw the film of him working with Joe Biden, mm-hmm. the president elect, or the president now, the future president, (laughs) the vice president of the United States, took time to meet with him. And it's not an exceptional thing because he does it all the time. He calls people who are in need of help. The rabbi who testified tonight saying he came to make a minion because the woman had given him $18 and he wanted to pay respects. That's the man that Joe Biden is. Um, And so, I just think it really captured who he is and why he should be the leader of America. I love the dialogue between his primary opponents. Oh, uh, yeah. That was terrific. Um, I, I thought Bloomberg finally came out and he was really good. I, I mean, I, I, I'm missing a million people because if you go from the very first person who spoke, which was actually Joe Biden saying, you know, it's important to vote, um, the little boy who said the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh my God. Did you love him? Oh my God, <laughs> how could you not love him? And the the chicks singing the anthem. Wow, yeah. I've never heard it sung like that. It was fabulous. I mean, and I don't know if you know who they are. They used to be the Dixie Chicks and got oh, in trouble wow. for their political views. And speaking of getting in trouble, I don't know if you caught this, but the army is investigating the soldiers who appeared Uh, in the video of the Samoans uh, casting their votes in the roll call Uh, Um, because they were in uniform. And as former general counsel of the army, uh, it is against military rules to appear at a political event in uniform. However, uh, in the same way that Trump is making fun of uh, gaffes in the past by Joe Biden. And by the way, of course, there were none tonight. He was flawless in his delivery. Um, how can he do that when he is the greatest, he slurs, he breathes really weird. He mistakes words. He makes up words aside from covfefe. Um, (laughs) but for him, for him to come out and say it's improper, uh, for a soldier to appear in uniform, when he took general, the chief, Gen, the chief of staff of the military and marched him over to a photo op when tear gas was being dispersed against private peaceful protesters. You can't, I mean, I hope, we interviewed this afternoon Rick Wilson. Rick, if you're listening, and if you're not, I'm gonna email you. <laughs> Someone ought to be making a video that counters the Trump video against Biden, a collage of all of Trump's stupid statements, his total, I mean, he has only a few words. He says, I have great vocabulary, but really he doesn't. He has just a few words and he slurs them often. Um, So let's make one of that. And let's make a comparison of those two soldiers who were very proud to be showing, um, I think Samoa want to show how much it supports the American military, because they are part of America, they are American. Um, And, you know, the army has said it was a mistake, um, or the DNC, I'm sorry, the DNC has said it was careless of us, it was a mistake to let them do that. Um, But it happened. And I don't think they deserve to be punished. They certainly should be warned not to do it again. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, that's the only negative that's come um, up. Um, I, other than that, I think it was just totally wonderful. Yeah. Build back better.
0: Yeah, you know, th- three quick things. You know, you mentioned, you know, John uh, John Lenzhen, the Chicks, you know, that young, that little tiny boy reciting the anthem. You know, I, I just thought, you know, yes. Joe. this is like common. a Common, Democratic... don't forget Common. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, you know, this is just the Democratic Party that I think you and I know, um, it's this diverse, party that represents America. I think what we saw tonight was, uh, what we saw these past four days, you know, through these just short clips of highlighting uh, people across America, I I think that is what the Democratic Party stands for. And really, you know, next week, it'll be interesting to see if the Republicans kind of live up to this diversity, you know, (laughs) I'd imagine their roll call is like all white people are, you know, it it, it won't, it definitely won't live up to, you know, just the diversity that makes up the Democratic Party. But also, um, I thought tonight's theme was, So powerful. Um, You know, one of Joe Biden's biggest uh, messages is the soul of America, kind of just restoring the soul of America. Um, And I thought everything has been leading up to this moment. Um, Last night, we really saw policies that resonated with young people. Um, We saw climate change, gun violence, um, immigration, women's reproductive rights. These are all things that young people care about. Joe Biden also channeled that in his speech tonight, just telling young people that, that you know, we see, we value, and hopefully, I just hope that young people will now really support Joe Biden going into this election. Um, You know, during the speech, uh, Joe Biden mentioned um, how America, like, if we can describe America in one word, it's possibility. And I was watching with my parents, and my dad was sitting right next to me. And um, as someone who came from China, he told me, uh, he kind of like whispered in my ear, he was like, I thought that was one of the most powerful lines, because he's not, he's not a Democrat. He uh, isn't... um, one of your traditional Democrats, he supported uh, more conservative people in the past, but um, he was like, when I came to America, like that was the one phrase that people kept telling me about as just a Chinese immigrant, You know that America is the land of possibility. And you know, I thought Joe Biden just captured that so well.
1: And that's what it used to be. I think one of the reasons that I was in tears last night was partly the immigration portions where you... I mean, let's remember, children in cages, families separated, the young girl who had written a letter saying, you tore apart my family. And she's, her father is a Marine. And they took her mother away, his wife. Uh, She's an American citizen because she was born here. But they haven't been able to get her back, her her mother back. Um, I mean, there were so many horrible things. And today on the news... You heard about a meeting that Stephen Miller basically made almost the entire cabinet vote in favor of family separation. I mean, that's a pretty, I mean, there's so much dramatic news today. Bannon <laughs> being indicted, uh, Vance being told, you get the tax returns. Um, this other thing about, uh, I, I mean, there's just so many, and oh, QAnon, let's not forget QAnon. Oh, my God. And then Donald Trump is asked. Well, what do you think about that? He says, well, they like me, so I like them. They are crazy. I'm sure we're going to now get tweets um, from them. Um, but they huh. believe, and I think they actually do believe, these fantasy conspiracy oh theories. No doubt. And he didn't condemn them in the same way that he said, well, there are good people on both sides in terms of the march in Charlottesville with the Ku Klux Klan and white supremacists chanting anti-Semitic statements. Um, That's not America. Your father is right. It is a land of possibility. And with Joe Biden as our president, it will be again. I think that's very important for people. I think the emphasis today on so many people saying vote And here's how you learn how to do
0: it. You better text vote to 30330. Like that is essential. Anyway, go on.
1: (laughs) Yes, no, I'm glad you have that sign up and I hope everybody can see it and remember that number. Um, And just do it. Uh, It's very, very important. Vote early, make sure your vote is turned in. Uh, I've applied for my online, uh, not on, I applied online to get um, a ballot and I will fill it out um, as soon as I get it. I'm doing my research on everything that's on the ballot so that when it comes, I don't have a long delay. Um, but, you know, take some time to, to do it. If you have questions, you can tweet uh, to either Victor or I, and we will answer your questions about different questions that are on the ballot, depending you know, maybe, on where maybe you're we'll at. Do
0: a, maybe we'll do like a down-ballot episode sometime. You know, That's make, a good bring, idea. Bring like, shooting big, maybe like Nancy Pelosi to talk
1: about all of the important down-ballot races, I don't know. Right, <laughs> right, although it, that would, I mean, we'd have to cover you know a, a lot, lot of states and <laughs> yeah. territories, and yeah. so we might not be able to do, we c- yeah. certainly can do it for Illinois, mm-hmm. um, but you know, if you have a specific question, we will research it and yeah. we'll find out. We yeah. have the resources to do it and we will. So count on us to help you to know, obviously, you know who to vote for for president. That's easy. Um, You also know that if there's a representative or a senator, either at the federal level or in the state level, vote blue. And I'll tell you why. Not only because you want Joe Biden to be able to protect your rights, and he needs Congress to do that. And so... it's essential that you get a blue Congress, House and Senate, but at the state level, it's important because this is the year of the census. And if you want things uh, administered properly, and if you want the not to have gerrymandered unfair districts, then you need to have a blue governor and you need to have a Democratic Congress, a, a state legislature. So it's very important to vote really heavily blue this time around, um, not only to repudiate all of the enablers of Donald Trump and Donald Trump himself, but because the future, which is what we're looking forward to, requires that we do that.
0: Yeah, Um, so Jill, before we kind of just end with um, our just overall thoughts as delegates and kind of recapping this whole convention experience. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, because I read this article, um, I'm sure you know uh, Melissa Murray, who is a professor and she frequently comments on MSNBC. And um, one of her biggest, uh, I guess, um, not so much complaints, but I guess wishes of this convention was that it would have covered more of the stakes of the court. Because yesterday we really saw a lot of these policies play out Mm -hmm. in terms of immigration um women's rights um you know climate change and um she wrote this Washington Post article and it basically was like um she said uh basically you know um democrats have to focus on the courts because courts decide a lot of these issues um such as women's rights such as immigration and the fact that there wasn't that um emphasis on the courts and how essential it is to um still you know it's not just about you know joe biden said that he was going to elect um the first african-american woman she was like it's not just about that it's about the whole judicial system that they forgot about like because you are um definitely a legal analyst uh, you are in this field. Um, I guess, what What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that, like how important it, do you think that is?
1: It's. I think it's extremely important. Yeah. It is in many ways, the most important thing uh, because particularly the Supreme Court but all federal courts are lifetime appointments. And so if the Republicans continue to have a lot on that because they have the Senate and, if that's who does the confirmation, they're confirming completely unqualified people. I'm not talking about people whose views I don't agree with, although that would also be true, but I'm talking about people who have no trial experience, no experience that would qualify them to be a judge. That's never happened in our history. And one of the reasons that Donald Trump was able to win was on his promise that he would appoint conservative Conservative. judges. And he has carried that out with the help of Mitch McConnell in a big way. And so it is extremely important. We have two Supreme Court justices who are old enough that whoever is the next president is likely to appoint their replacements. And right now, the balance of the court depends on who those replacements are. I think Melissa is right that we should have had um, more focus on that. But, you know, there's so many things that people were sending me today saying, yeah. I hope Joe Biden covers A, B, C, D. And yes, that was one that didn't quite get covered enough. So I agree with her. Um, but people have only so much attention. And so hopefully there was, I think there were messages for um pretty much your generation, yeah, certainly for, for my sure. generation, that for people of color, there were, um, I think there was more emphasis on black lives matter than there was on let, well, I guess all the immigration no, stuff no, was, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Was
0: big, that was a big thing because a lot of my, I was on Twitter just scrolling through some of the uh, younger profiles and a lot of the complaints were um, not really a lot of, like Julian Castro didn't speak. Um, uh, there wasn 't a Muslim person who spoke um and and uh like some of the representation on that end kind of fell wayside um and so people kind of had some complaints about that at least well
1: were- yeah um well i mean there were i mean there are a lot of young ones who did Pete judge yeah, yeah. um uh, and one of the castros spoke um, yeah, yeah
0: yeah i think they, I think he appeared in the unity video with all the candidates, right.
1: Mm, No, I I don't know if he was in, he was 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 was, there, he was was there, he was definitely there. So, um, I mean, you you could pick a million things about who was or wasn't there. The overall thing was Was, inclusivity, uh, and it really worked. Um, And and certainly there was a heavy emphasis on Black Lives Matter and racial justice and reform. Um, But there was a lot of emphasis on immigration as well. Yeah. So I I think they really covered all the important bases um and just look at the people who participated it yeah. was a very diverse community that's what the Democratic Party is and there's room in the party for what now I guess uh again Dreyfus said for the soon to be former Republicans, but she had a better, what was her phrase for it? Um, Oh God. But it was soon to be former Republicans. And um, there's room for you. I think that a lot of the Republicans who participated in the four nights and some were repeated tonight, were saying you have permission to say, this is not the party that I originally thought it was. This is not the democratic party I knew. We talked about this today with Rick Wilson, who was a Republican and who probably still is a Republican, but he is not, he's he's anybody but Trump. He is now, he's supporting Biden, uh, as everyone should, but he worked in a Republican Party that had values, Mm -hmm. and the Republican Mm -hmm. Party has lost its values, Uh, whereas I think the Democratic Party is clear- on what it stands for which is equality and inclusion and diversity um for offering people the protection of government for protecting our troops i mean donald trump hasn't even questioned vladimir putin about bounties on our soldiers yeah yeah. that is unconscionable for the commander in chief who who today was called the um coward in chief.
0: By our own senator.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's true. (laughs) It's true.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, I'll end with this before we uh, wrap up um, with our experience, but um, I thought one of the biggest things that I was looking for was, um, so a lot of Republicans or people who are undecided were saying, you know, we know that Joe Biden is a nice, empathetic character, but we don't know so much about his policies. Joe Biden's speech tonight, let me just say, it, it focused on his character, it focused on his empathy, but when it came down to policy he was concrete he was specific yes. he gave you everything you needed to know about whether it was coronavirus whether it was about restoring order internationally whether it was about um, climate change many of these important issues he told you that he isn't just you know we all know him because he's empathetic and that he's a nice right. person but when it comes down to policies he does have it
1: exactly and the um dnc's website and the Biden website have a lot more on policy. They also have a lot of opportunities to volunteer. Mm -hmm. And the importance of phone call, you know, phone banking from home or sending handwritten postcards cannot be understated in how important that is in reaching out to undecided voters. Mm -hmm. And this is a a tent that is opened to everyone. We. I hope that the progressives, uh, the far further left people of the party will recognize that there is no choice. It's either Biden or Trump. Yeah. And no yes, Kanye, no Kanye. <laughs> no, no Kanye. Please, no. I don't think he's going to make it on enough uh, state ballots to, <laughs> to count, but th- the point is, yes, Biden isn't Bernie Sanders. He isn't Elizabeth Warren but he's certainly very close to them and a lot closer than Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump is, from my vantage point, four more years, the rule of law will be obliterated. I cannot tolerate the thought of that. I am pleased and delighted that Barr did not intervene to stop the Southern District from indicting Bannon, which is something that, the fact that I'm even... Saying that the attorney general would stop the indictment of a criminal because he's a friend of the president, and of course the president went, "Oh, Bannon? I don't. I hardly know him, uh, and I never approved of that fraudulent scheme." Well, he approved of his own fraudulent schemes, like Trump University, for example. Um, so, I mean, he's been barred from having a charity in New York because of his fraud. Um, we have to recognize that, and. Bloomberg's you know Bloomberg was terrific on this um so i i think the convention was a big success i think parts of it by the way are way better than the old way of doing it and should never we should never go back to a roll call except the way it was done this time mm-hmm. it was engaging it showed you something of each country each state uh each territory in each state um i, I just think that was that was one that we definitely yeah, have to keep. Yeah. And the pacing was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly don't, I would have liked to have been there and I would have yeah. liked to have been able to meet all my political heroes and, or at least see them close up on yeah, the floor yeah. um, and to be in a, a dialogue. Um, if I could say one negative thing about the virtual mm-hmm. um, is that, for me, for example, the Illinois state caucuses were just a bunch of talking heads. They were great people and I enjoyed what they had to say, but that's not the same thing as having a discussion yeah. or being in the room and talking to these people. That doesn't work. I, I don't, they have to find a way to have it be more interactive or just don't waste the time doing it. Uh, it doesn't work. Yeah. The women's caucus, by the way, although equally more a webinar than a interactive discussion. Zoom. yeah, yeah. Um, that seemed to have worked better. I don't know why, but it just did. Mm. And um, there were a lot of women on, who were speaking, for example, today, I thought, I'm going to reach out to them. I really want to yeah, meet them. Yeah. Um, people that I didn't necessarily, some who I knew, but not, not all of them. Um, so I think, you know, that's a small, Small problem, and given how short a time the Democrats had to convert from a planned convention in person, with all of the logistics that that involves, hotel rooms and meeting venues and balloons and everything else, um, that's a pretty small complaint. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know whether the Republicans will learn from what we did or whether they can actually... In just a few days, because they start, you know, next Monday, I don't know if they have learned enough to be able to change anything. And besides, they still have speakers like the Missouri gun toting couple. Um, So even if they change the format, the speakers are going to be right. Terrible. So, um, but it'll be interesting, I think, I think that they did learn from the uh, Kamala empty stage. And fixed it for Biden, and I'm, it it totally worked.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you know, just you and I, we were both delegates. Um, We both got elected here in Illinois. Um, We did a pre-convention kind of uh, preview um, on Monday, and you know, I think just having remember what we said then I think you know coming out of this convention we were a little bit you know skeptical about how this convention would turn yes. out you know for me this was my first convention for Jill you know she's been to um conventions before um this was her first one as a delegate but I just thought you know the format just how the virtual convention played out you know um it was two hours I thought just each speech was short it was punchy it was concise powerful um, yes. There was really nothing that, you know, plus we, we saw concerts in between. This was really a family event where families could come together and um, watch this event and really learn about what the Democratic Party is about. And I think they did a really effective job at highlighting not only what Democrats stand for, but also what's at stake in this election. I think that's, for me, that was one of the most um, rewarding experiences, and you know, like you said, um, I would have loved to be in Milwaukee right now, kind of going to after parties. We would have been there um, at like these receptions, um, you know, having a good time. But yes. you know, hopefully, 2024, we will all be in. Who knows where the convention will be, but hopefully, right, we'll be in person.
1: I think I'm going to plan to run again yes. because I want to do it in person, <laughs> yeah. and so hopefully, you and I will be together in person. Uh, I would have been staying at my goddaughter's, so mm-hmm. hi, the Essex <laughs> family. Um, and I, I, I miss you, and I miss being in Milwaukee. But um, other than that, it was, it was perfect, and I don't think we could have made as clear a statement of who the Democrats are and who Joe Biden is, who uh-huh. Kamala Harris is, and why they should lead our country yeah. starting as soon as possible, which is January 20th. Um, So hopefully we'll all be safe by then to be able to go to an inauguration. I'm not sure of that. What I am sure of is that if Joe Biden is president, it won't be long before we get things under control and that the next convention will be live. Yes, for sure. And maybe combine what we learned from this one that really worked and that was great with some of the things that you missed yeah. by not having it live.
0: For sure. Well, I think that really well wraps up um, our convention coverage. We really hope that you know these past four days, Jill and I have had such a fun time. You know, we've been doing daily conversations, sometimes more than uh, once, um, but it's just been such an, uh, a blast talking with Jill, talking with our guests, and we really hope that you understand just what's at stake in this election.
1: Thank you all for listening. Thank you, all right, perfect.